to explain to people, I would say, this is what happens in movement. The brain gets information, it, it integrates it, makes a decision, and acts on it. The output is what we see, whether we're in pain, if we move really, move really well, if, we, if we're tight, if we have soreness, uh, I mean, um, discomfort, et cetera, et cetera. All of those are the output. And if the information coming in is not that good, you're going to always get outputs that suck. This is episode number 144 of the Life Strength and Health podcast. I'm Kim and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, peace and blessings. Yes. And thank you for joining us this week. The voice that you heard was our special guest during this episode. That was Basil Butcher. And he is a pain relief and performance enhancement movement coach. And in this episode, we're going to be talking with him and we're going to be discussing a natural approach to addressing pain. So before we dive into that. I just wanted to read you a little bio about Basil um, before we dive into the interview. Basil Butcher is a former multi-sport athlete at the U19 level. After injuring his back three times, he switched careers and became a pain relief performance enhancement movement coach, guiding his clients out of pain and enhanced performance in life and sport many times after they have seen several other practitioners with only temporary relief to their challenges. He has been educated by NASM, Czech Institute, Barrel Institute, and Z Health Performance Solutions. He has been in practice for the last 18 plus years and has worked with clients from every walk of life and athletes across several sports. And just to add to that or comment on that, um, we talk about it all the time, how a lot of people that just ascend to really uh, leaders in their field and helping people experience problems of their own. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're reading about him having uh, his three back injuries just kind of led him to, you know, thinking about pain and looking at pain differently. And finding a solution for himself because he was unsuccessful doing other things. Right. Mm -hmm. So so I think this is going to be a great show. Basil is very knowledgeable and and also just looking at the body from a holistic perspective I think it's important to just understand movement and we're going to get into movement and that being a part of your um, holistic health regimen not Mm -hmm. just movement as in oh let me go exercise but but your mobility you know and in all aspects of of moving and understanding movement and its relationship to pain and stress. So mm-hmm. I look forward to this show. We had we had a good time. With yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of great nuggets. Um, he gives some great tips that I've actually implemented when we went to go play racquetball. Some things that anyone can do to enhance like their movement and mobility and performance in being active and in life. And the show notes page for this episode is lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 144. That's lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 144. And there you can um, get the show notes and uh, Basil recommends a book and his contact information. All that stuff will be listed on the show notes. And you can also find out more about our wellness center, Life Strength and Health, and how we help people to reach their health goals using a natural approach. Okay, so without further ado, let's dive into the interview. So today we are joined by Basil Butcher. Hi, Basil. How are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing Good. great. Thanks Good. for joining okay. us. Hey, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. H- happy to finally ha- have you on the show. I know we've been talking about yeah, it for yeah. a while. <laughs> <laughs> for a while, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's great to be here because um, I'm trying to help to impact as many people as possible that there is this information out there that can help lots of people you know, yeah. like specifically today, we're talking about pain mm-hmm. help a lot because we have, I mean, you guys in the health profession. So, you know what I'm talking about? Pain is like the numero uno thing, you know, yeah. and, right. uh, too many people are living in chronic pain when I feel like they don't need to be living in chronic pain. Agreed. You know? Yeah. Cause yeah. our, our healthcare system is more suited towards, um, uh, acute pain. Mm-hmm. rather than chronic pain and so people just shift over from acute into chronic pain conditions yeah right yeah I knew right away you know just after us you know just the first time we we really met and, and, and got to talking um you know and, and mm-hmm. just just hearing your your approach it was right in alignment with with our approach just looking at right. things more from a holistic perspective right. and just and just getting to the root and understanding of things. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I, I knew right away, um, I think I mentioned the first time we, we ever met, Hey, I, I think you'd be good for, for our podcast. So, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You said that right away. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just only a matter of time yeah, yeah. before we, we, we got, <clears throat> got you on. So before we, we dive into the, um, the, you know, the important or not the important stuff, but the meat and potatoes, as they yeah. would say, of the conversation. Why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about you? Who is Basile and, and, and what, what led you on this, this journey to do what you do? OK, well, um, uh, I'm I've always had an interest in health. Um, when I was a, was a young, young youngster, I um, actually wanted to be a medical doctor. Uh, when I came, well, I'm originally from Guyana. When I came to the United States to go to university, that was the goal to become a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. And along the way, um, I kind of got disillusioned with what I saw about conventional medicine. You know, it, it was or what they call allopathic medicine that seemed to be just focused on drugs and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like started venturing and learning more about holistic health, natural health, if if you want to call it that. And I've been on that journey since probably I was like about in my early 20s. Um, Specifically, what I do now, how I got to that, I used to work for FedEx. Mm -hmm. Got injured, injured my back three times at work. Mm -hmm. And after the third injury, I said, uh, really active person, play sport. I'm like, man, I got to find another way to get my back in order because getting up and just getting out of the bed every morning was a was a task because my back was in in so much pain. Um, And I started the journey of searching alternative ways. And I I remember I mentioned to you, I came across Paul Paul Jack. Yeah. Uh, He was a Swiss ball guy at the time in the in the 90s. Um, and I started doing his stuff. And through meeting him, he um, he introduced me to other things to look at the body in a holistic way. And then um, because of his introduction, 
like the organs and so on. I, I got into osteopathy, mm-hmm. a guy named Jean-Pierre Barral, a French guy who developed an osteopathic system. I studied that. And it was him where I the brain came into play because he would always say when we do whatever manipulation around an organ or fascia, we're releasing these things they call mechanoreceptors that communicate with the brain. And I was reading an article, uh, physical physical therapist, and he talked about his buddy also, you got to check out this Z-Health stuff. So I was like, what the hell is Z-Health? And I um, Googled it and I pulled up this stuff and it went over my head. You know, I was like, neuro, blah, blah, blah. But then Jean-Pierre, every time that brain thing kept coming back to me, I went back to ZL. Say, that's what that ZL people were talking about. Mm. And I said, let me buy all their public products and try them out. Mm-hmm. And I found they were really helping me. And I tried them on my clients. I was like, wait, I got to go try go get myself more educated about this. And in doing so, it helped me because when I would help someone get out of pain or improve performance, I always felt like I could take them from here to here. But mm-hmm. I can't get them here. Mm-hmm. There was always this inclination, oh, I got to push them harder. I got to push them harder. Mm-hmm. But really, sometimes pushing them harder, you can end up hurting them. Right. And that's what I learned when I got to Z-Health and started to see the controlling systems within the brain of, of movement are what we have to understand when we're going to help people move better, get stronger, et cetera, et cetera. Get out of pain. You have to, you have to reach for understanding how the movement systems are interacting with the, the, the rest of the body or, mm-hmm. or they would say in, um, um, to explain to people, I would say, this is what happens in movement. The brain gets information. It, it integrates it, makes a decision and acts on it. The output is what we see, whether we're in pain, if we move really, move really well, if we, if we're tight, if we have soreness, uh, I mean, um, discomfort, et cetera, et cetera. All of those are the output. And if the information coming in is not that good, you're going to always get outputs that suck. Mm-hmm. So we got to always try to, to work on getting the outputs better and even sometimes the integration of those outputs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what, what you're saying is, is really powerful. And, mm-hmm. and what I'm already hearing um, is a huge difference in, in what separates you from other trainers and, and coaches. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to be a trend of working, starting on the outside, right? Starting on the mm-hmm. outside and, and, yeah. and maybe working your way inside mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and, and not I emphasize maybe. Um, but yes. but it definitely sounds like you not only start inside and work your way out, you're starting with the, the, the brain. You're starting with the, 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 the major, uh, you know, center of operations. Like, why, why don't right. you, you know, get into some of those those differences in, in your your approach when you're uh, okay. when you're working with people? That like one thing I say, um, we're not. Are, we're not just our muscles mm-hmm. because as you know, more, most training modalities is always a focus is on stimulation of your muscles. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Um, and I, I explain to people, I do whole body training. Mm-hmm. Most training is neck down. Now we have to, we, when I would say to them, 
imagine if you, if you see better, you actually can run faster. Mm-hmm. You actually can ex, express express more force. So why are we not? Majority of the systems are not even looking at the eyes when this the this when science is saying neuroscience is saying ninety percent of the information the brain receives about acting on movement comes from our eyes. So you're leaving out such a huge key, you're not looking at the eyes. And then you go down to your inner ear where your vestibular system or your balance system, which tells your brain where your head is in space so you can balance and execute movement in a really smooth way. If now that's, um, you're not even thinking of that. And most of us are walking around with some level of dysfunction of our vestibular system. Mm -hmm. And more and more as the research is coming out, there we're starting to find out the vestibular system is not just simply about this balance thing. It has it has its um its influencing osteoporosis, osteopenia, ADDH, um, all these various things. It's 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 in um it's influencing. So you can see because anxiety and all that because think about it if you're not a person you can't balance properly you would be anxious all the time you know i mean i mean the the extreme of that is when we get vertigo um you can't because like the vestibular system doesn't know where you are your head is in space they go like and the brain's first role is to protect you so the brain's like man i don't know what's going on where your head is so i'm gonna sit you down until I could understand where your head is in space. Hence, you get something like vertigo, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. if you stand up and that the world is moving, you are going to go right back down and lie down, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the difference is that, for example, um, we, we, we hear like um, trainers, we always talk about this thing, core, core sta- stabilization, you know, because your core isn't stable, you know, a lot of other things doesn't work. And we we go we run to just doing exercises for the core and we gotta get the core strong. But interestingly, the controlling systems to the core are both the eyes and the vestibular system mm-hmm. and different parts of the brain. And if you simply by giving people drills to stimulate those areas, right away they get stronger because the stability I'm talking about is the, the stability that you as an individual don't even think about that happens innately. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when we went in the gym, the most trainers, we're talking about the voluntary core stabilization mm-hmm. would actually stiffen your muscle mm-hmm. or what have you. But I'm, you have to address the one that you are not thinking about, the reflexive stability, because that's the first line of defense, if you will, mm-hmm. then the other the other parts. Because when that isn't as functioning as well, the other parts, the outer parts are not going to be able to do their job. So that's why approach like what I do and colleagues of mine is totally different than um, what, the, what is generally done amongst trainers, because we are addressing the whole body because every movement process is a whole body process not just neck down or just muscles um or fascia mm-hmm. you know because I, I like to tell people i look at your eyes your inner ear i look at your um, respiration i look at your bones your, your your ligaments 
your organs, muscles, every, all of those things, your whole body, not just your muscles. Right. That's a holistic approach. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Complete holistic. So, mm-hmm. so my question is like, how, how does these things being out of balance, how do they relate to, to pain? Like what, what is pain and why are so many people dealing with pain? Like it's, it's like the, the, the number one thing, you know, everyone right. is experiencing some type of pain. Right. Well, break it down um, really simple for general public. Mm-hmm. Um, think of uh, pain as the, 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 the neuroscience in the last 20 years or so showing that we used, to, we used to think, one, that there was this one pain center in the brain. Mm-hmm. We found out that's not so. There are many different areas in the brain that can elicit um, the output of pain. Uh, uh, interesting thing, too, is that um, they call it, sometimes they refer to it as threat. So what I, what we, what we, we use a, a really cool analogy. We say to people, look, you have this threat bucket and you have a threshold and you have a sprout on the bucket. When the, the, the threats that your brain perceives that are going on at every moment of the day reaches that level of the sprout, the output as it pours out can be pain. Mm-hmm. So threats could be your diet sucks, mm-hmm. your eyesight isn't working as well, your inner ear, your exercise habits are not great, um, relationships, stress, all, all of these things going on all at the same time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to a level where your brain perceives this as this is too much, it'll slow you down and output is equal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pain, right so someone like me understanding how that mechanism works i'll work on the threats i know how to reduce now someone like you if you are look at it from that way mm-hmm. you'll then work on the threats that you are trained to to, to reduce right. and by doing so once the threat level lowers below that threshold the pain is gone that's why people people have come to me and they've been in pain for 20 years mm-hmm. hurting, and i do 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 some things and reduce the threats that I understand how to, and they look at me like, how come this just doesn't hurt anymore? Um, and I I always use that bucket analogy because so they could understand it's all encompassing, right? And and and, and one of the important things about pain with with people is actually teaching them, educating them about pain because they 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 always feel like. If something hurts, that means something is wrong with that area or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I often have to tell them, pain doesn't equal injury. Right. And injury doesn't equal pain. Right. You can have tissue damage and do not have pain and don't have tissue damage and have pain right. because of the threats. Mm-hmm. I mean, get, like the example, examples I tell to people, you have a bunch of people walking around with bulging discs and herniated discs in their back and they're asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. They have no pain. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have someone that has the same thing and they can't even move. Mm-hmm. So right. if that was causing the pain, it should be a hundred percent across the board. Right. The right. same with like meniscus. There are people walking around with torn meniscus in their knees and no, no problem with their knee. But there are others who have it and they need cannot move. 
Their mm-hmm. knee is swollen. They got, they have to, they looking to get surgery or what have you, you know, um, again, because that is not, a, a, that person with the torn meniscus, their threat levels in their body hasn't reached to that um, threshold that the meniscus is not a big deal. They can mm. function, mm. you know? Yeah. You know, that was, that was a great, explanation right. on on um just breaking down how to really understand this stuff um you, you made it very digestible i think everyone can can really understand and see that you and did. how they're contributing to pain right it, yeah. you don't have to just injure your knee it could be living correct. a poor lifestyle yeah. right. right correct and, I, I remember uh, a lady i was doing a little work uh workshop for runners and um and I was showing her some drills. She had some ankle issues and so on. And I was, I gave her the explanation of the pain bucket. And then she goes like, you know, that's interesting you say that. Because my ankle only hurts every time I'm mad at my husband. When I get into- <laughs> it never hurts. It doesn't hurt. It's only like when I get those situations, my yeah. ankle starts to hurt. Right. And I said, there you go. Mm-hmm. The threshold of threats went up at that point. And... The ankle is is wired now the area that hurt, so the brain goes to its uh, default, and that joint hurts. Yeah. You know, because and, and and pain often too is we're socialized mm-hmm. because we're taught as a child we're taught if you see a cut and blood you're supposed to cry. You know, mm-hmm. um, and how many times we have gotten paper cuts and we didn't even feel it. Because mm-hmm. until right. we saw the blood, we knew we got cut. There was no pain at all. Right. We saw the oh shoot, I cut my hand. <laughs> you, know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so and and, and uh, one of the things I do, there's a book um, called "Why Do I Hurt?" and it's 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 a really simplified explanation for people to understand what pain is, how we get pain, and so on. Because that education is so important because People will always keep falling back to their default. Oh, I did something. I have a client like that. Mm-hmm. Every time something hurts, oh, that's like I did something. Even though I keep reinforcing to her, you didn't do nothing to to think, you know. And I'm always always doing things to show her there's nothing wrong with your foot mm-hmm. because these areas aren't working as well. Your foot starts hurting, mm-hmm. and as soon as we get them working well, you notice your foot doesn't hurt. You go like, yeah, that's true, you know. <laughs> but that socialization is so embedded. Yeah, you got to keep hammering away to educate. Just educating, right? You know, I I heard a story from a guy who's one of the foremost researchers in um pain science. A guy named um Lauren Mosley, Australian guy, and he he talked about this one patient he had, truck driver, had crazy pain. He did everything he could do. Then he's he got to the emotional part. The guy had an issue every time he was going to get out of his truck. Some is everything started to hurt. Mm. So he had to use the getting in and out of the truck as a tool to get this guy out of pain. Mm. You know, it was no nothing else, you know, so emotion and all of that stuff, all that stuff goes into that threat bucket. Mm. You know, you're bringing up some uh, a really serious issue um, because people that don't really understand pain the way that you're explaining it which is which is most people um, their approach to dealing 
with the pain always results in the same way, which is why, you know, the, the, the pain medication industry, whether it's, you know, over the counter or prescribed, why, why it's a trillion dollar uh, business. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because the first exactly. thing is grab something. I know people that many mm-hmm. people I know you do, too. They travel mm-hmm. with painkillers in their bags, just you know, yes. yeah, ju- ju- yes. yeah, just in case. And they, they, yes. they, they pop, they pop them like candy, mm. you know? Exactly. Yeah. We even know someone that says, I'll just take it every day to keep it in, in my, my system. system. Yes. You know? Correct. Correct. <laughs> just so that Correct. I don't experience the pain. Right. Yeah. Be- because mm-hmm. that, because that has been taught from the socialization that you're talking yeah. about, that's been mm-hmm. taught. This is, you have pain, you take a pain med, you know, you, 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 t- you turn it off, you turn that signal off. Right. But yeah. meanwhile, yeah. they continue to, to stack on this distress yeah. that you're talking about. Right. And, and then when yeah. it wears they, off, the pain is, is, is worse. Yep. Yep. Cause there is, um, there's a tool that we use, um, it's called a pointer plus. And we have these things called motor points all over our body in different muscles. Different muscles have more of them. There are points where the, these are the points where the peripheral nerve, the superficial nerves, that the nerve endings, that, that's the points where you find them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, interesting thing about these points, and I, I've had a colleague who is an acupuncturist who has suggested to me, those are the same points that acupuncturists acupuncturists use when they're relieving pain. Well, we do it a little different way. We use this thing called a pointer plus, which has a, an electric charge. And since those nerves are also electric charged, we use that to find it. So when you find a point and you release that point, one of the things, what are you doing every time you do that? You're stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system, the one that, you know, relax, recover, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, And when you do that, that muscle, if that muscle or that area where it was painful, would the pain would disappear. Mm-hmm. And what also happens, the muscles now you are able to contract them harder and better, more efficiently when you do that. And the other part, you're so relaxed. I have one client. She's like a type A person. So she doesn't know what relax looks like. <laughs> so one day I was working on motor points in her. She fell asleep on the table. Wow. And so when I was done, I had to tell her, all right, you can get up now. And she goes, she go look, she look at me, she go like, I feel this is weird. I said, No, this isn't weird. Now you finally experience what it feels like when you relax. So you right. can always go back to this feeling that to know this is what relaxing feels like. Right. You know, yeah. um, and as I was I was um I was telling someone earlier, like when I work with sports teams. I used to have my cold spray, you know, that guy get hit or mm-hmm. something. I ran out of the field with this cold spray and sprayed on the area. Now I run out with my pointer plus. So the area I hit, find the motor points, release it. And all of, all of them, the athletes are looking at me like, what did you do? <laughs> 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 because they were hurting like hell right. a, minute, a minute ago. And then they're no longer hurting. And that's also a lesson when I, I, I use that as a lesson for pain to show people again. You see, if this was a damage and pain equals, why did the pain go away? Right. I reduced the threat and the pain left. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what what is uh, can you give us an example? Like what are some extreme cases of pain that you've seen and, and you know, kind of practice some of these techniques and, you mm-hmm. know, completely reduce the pain? 
Um, I I've had I had a I had a colleague. Um, he he came. He injured his back. He's playing volleyball or something. Mm-hmm. So when he came in to see me, he was all twisted up like this. Mm. And he left. He was, you know, I did all the different things, eye things, midline stability, the motor point. And the other thing, too, we do taping, mm-hmm. um, taping. Because if you tape, that's another way I show people how pain is this transient thing and output. Because I, you can be hurting like hell. And I tape in a specific direction, and the same spot I just was pressing on that was hurting no longer hurts. Mm-hmm. Another another guy I can remember, uh, uh, he came to see me at my house, and um, I I always regretted that I didn't take the video of him getting out of his car walking across the street because he could barely walk. You know, came out the car, you know, and limping across, had to hold on to the rails and he went up the stairs. And when he left, he ran down the stairs. Wow. Wow. And his car jumped in the car. You know, jumped yeah. into the car. You yeah. know. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> so when e- either way, um taking taking a natural approach is always going to be better, especially if you if you're not taking if you don't have to take these these drugs, these pharmaceuticals. Yes. Um however my question to you is uh, when you when you apply these these techniques um, and the pain goes away, uh, have you have you seen in people like permanent success or do you see like that, you know, um, the, 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 the pain will, will come back? Mm. All right. Well, that's a really great question. And that's where the self-reliance comes into play. And you would know about that. Mm-hmm. That is probably the most difficult thing we as health practitioners that don't just pop pills mm-hmm. have to deal with right. compliance. Yeah. So whatever the drills that we would have done with that individual, get them out of pain, that becomes their homework. Mm-hmm. This is what they're, they're tasked to do a couple of times a day, every day. Um, and then over a period of time, then they would then come back. Um, or if it's one of those people that comes to see me all the time, that's different. If you don't, then you will come back and we'll give more pro- Aggressive things because even though I got you out of pain, you have to do these things. Also, you have to get strong. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to be able to have the strength. Like, say, if your knee was having a problem with your knee, you have to have the control, the strength of your knee in all the mo- all the ranges of motion, and mm-hmm. so on. Uh, because if I help you to get mobility back and not the strength to control. Grow that new mobility, you're going to go right back to square one. Right. Makes so, sense. Yes. That's the whole thing. It's the compliance on the part of the individual right. that plays a huge task. And that's what we, we you know, the, the term, uh, the thing I explain to people, the science of neuroplasticity. The brain is a very plastic thing. It will make the change if it feels this change is going to be necessary. Mm. But how the brain is going to accept that is that you giving it intense stimulation in that way over and over and over and then it's going to be like okay and what the research has shown anywhere between 20 hours and 20 to 40 hours of that work is when it when such a drill will just become like a maintenance you might do it once a week if Mm. you need to or what have you right it's no longer where you do it like an acute phase several times a day right yeah so so basically people have to be 
equally as committed to getting out of the pain as much as they were committed to getting themselves into the pain un- unconsciously. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Because one, you know, one of the interesting things I've learned over the years dealing with people with pain, they have some people actually wear their pain as a badge of honor yeah. because that's right. their whole self-identity. Mm-hmm. And for people like that are often really difficult because they, if, you, if the pain is taken away, that whole self-identity and, and pity party or as one woman, I think Carolyn Meese used the term woundology mm-hmm. because that's their whole, she calls it woundology. That their whole persona has been removed, you know. Yeah. Because now, you know, they don't have pain. Now they have to they have to be more accountable to themselves and not to people being pity on them. Oh, because, you know, um I got this bad back, you know, I can't do this and mm-hmm. so on and so forth, you know. And so you got to help me and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for our listeners that are just kind of hearing about this for the first time um, and, and, you know, they're, they're wondering, uh, is there anything that they can do um, on their own if they're experiencing pain to begin this, this work, to begin this process? Is there, is there any thing that they could do? Are there any suggestions or tips that you can give a person that's dealing with pain? The first thing I recommend, I would always recommend right off the top, because pain is individual. So it's really hard to to say, to give a prescription that goes across the board. I would recommend them to to get a little book called Why Do I Hurt by Mm -hmm. a guy named Adrian Lowe. Um, I'll make sure to put that in the show notes pages. Yeah, Yeah. his name, his last name is A.D. A D well, his name is Adrian is spelled with T A two A's and low is L O U W. Why do I hurt? Because right there and then, what we were just talking about, this whole thread bucket, they'll start to see why they hurt. Yeah. It's all these other factors that are going on in their life that play a role to the pain. And it's not just, oh, my shoulder, or I got this old knee pain from high school playing basketball or Mm -hmm. football with my shoulder or what have you. Um, Those are all parts of the threat. But just starting to understand um, what, what, why you hurt, I think is the best thing for someone to start from because it's hard to tell someone, um, give up any kind of like tips because um, it's so individual. Right, right, right. We 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 totally get it. It's just, just like when, you know, someone comes in with a health challenge. It could be, you know, mm-hmm. 10 different people with the same health challenge, but it could be yeah. for different reasons, you know, mm-hmm. so you can't give them the one that one kind right. of cookie cutter thing yeah. for, for everything. Yeah. So we totally get it. But um, but mm-hmm. still, that information is, is really helpful. And, and, and what what I'm hearing um, is that people have to they have to take responsibility for yes. for how they're yeah. feeling, how they got to where they are. And and mm-hmm. they're responsible for getting themselves out. Like we're we're the guides, you know, and yes. and, and we can yes. guide people, but but they have to do the work. They have to internalize yes. it, you know. And this mm-hmm. and and the same thing. It's interesting because no matter who we bring on, you know, the the answer is always the same. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you yeah. have to you have to do the work. You have you know? to do the work. It, mm-hmm. it, it might be a, a different aspect of, of your life for, for for one person. It could be I'm just throwing this out there. It could be you know high blood pressure, and then another mm-hmm. person it could be pain. But regardless, you know mm-hmm. you have to do the work 
in yes. order to 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 bring your body back into balance. And it also requires you to be more mm-hmm. present in your life and the choices, your thoughts, your actions. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to kind of know how you're living. Right. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we get caught in the rut. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah because like what you guys are saying, um, just just think of uh, I always tell people. You earn the body you have. Right. It's your choices. Why you why why you there? And that's why one of the uh, all of us in the healthcare professions, the one of the biggest challenges because we all realize this is behavior modification. Because you earn your behaviors is what earned you this. Yes. You mm-hmm. cannot operate in the same environment and same habits and expect to get out right. and. So it's that that's another part of what I what I, I do is behavior modification. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if someone say someone says to me, like one of my, my clients we're having this conversation and she she's about she wants to lose weight. Um, and I said to her um, and she was saying to me that, you know, um, one of the things I noticed, I just keep eating and eating. I don't want I don't want to stop eating. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we're going to do what we call a skill scan. And we, I, what we do, we tell the, the, the client, you have four minutes, you have a blank piece of paper, and you want to write down all the skills you think are necessary for you to have, for you to attain the goal that you're trying to attain. And what I mean by skill, I mean something that you could write on a calendar. Monday, I'm going to do X. Tuesday, I'm going to do Y, etc. Mm-hmm. Not like say something like, oh, I have to eat good, because that's a <laughs> Right. Right. So, so I, I told her that because I told her, like, for example, I said, I can tell you about me. I said to her, I have that skill of not overeating. I said, I could buy a bag of cookies and it'll stay in my house. It will last over two weeks because mm-hmm. I can take one cookie at a time and eat and don't go through the bag in one sitting because I've developed that ability not to over uh, skill of not overeating. And she goes, I can't do that. I said, well, that's something we have to work on helping you to develop Mm -hmm. because that's very important for anyone who wants to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Because we, as you guys would know, overeating is one of the reasons why, one of the reasons that plays a big role in people over um, putting on excess weight. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, this was a really, really great introduction uh, to to giving people a much firmer understanding of their bodies as always mm-hmm. and understanding pain and giving them some uh, kind of action steps on uh, what they need to do in order to, to change how, how they're feeling. And uh, one, one of the, the, the questions that we, we like to ask all of our guests um, and this just isn't limited to to, to pain. This is just in, in general with with any area of their health or their 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 well being and their their life. Um, if there was one thing uh, that a person could do to have the biggest impact on their their health, uh, what would that be for you? Um, I I think um, it's putting in context their life. Mm-hmm. Um. And and how I would say this, you you have you have your your life your 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 um your your lifestyle, you have your relationships, 
and then you have whatever profession you have, or whether you work or, or you're, you're a business owner, what have you. And I think people need to put those things in those in that order. Mm-hmm. Taking care of self, right? That's always going to be your first priority. You have to take care of yourself. Right. Then you you nurture your relationships. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, your relationships are going to have some problems. Mm-hmm. And then your relationships, then your work or your business. Yeah. I think people put those things in those orders, their life, their well-being is going to be a, a, a lot different because their priorities would have shifted to what really life is about, right. and not the you know chasing the acquirement of 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 of, um, of material riches or what have you. Rather, you know, yourself and your relationships are the two preeminent things. And just to add, just I just thought of this mm-hmm. um, in terms of you were asking like. Something that people can try for, you know, a little tip for their pain. And it's a little drill for their um, eyes mm-hmm. where they would just simply take their finger, keep their head still and follow their finger, make a circle with their eyes in both directions. So to get their eyes, um, you know, working in ways they probably haven't had it work in a while is a is, is a is a great way because um, I've had people just simply do that and their shoulder now feels a lot different Mm -hmm. you know um just doing those little eye circles because they're great they're great drills to warm up the muscles of the eyes also so just just to explain that a little bit more for those uh listening so that they could visualize it you're saying um put your your finger out in front of you in front in front of you I will always tell them, put another finger on their chin Mm -hmm. so they don't want their head moving Mm -hmm. and they make a circle maybe a small one mm-hmm. with their with their finger following their fingernail and they do it in circles both directions like up around like up and like full, around full to the circle. right full yeah. circle yes yeah and as they get better they can make the circle bigger okay and how like how yeah. many how many circles should they do maybe like three to five okay. in each direction in each direction uh-huh. okay that's perfect yeah. That, yeah thank you for that that's mm-hmm. that's great i'm sure people will are probably doing it right now while you're <laughs> saying it yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh yeah because the eyes are so um the eyes are so important because i actually I actually use that as a warm up for for teams before they go out to play on the field mm-hmm. just to get their eyes get eyes going and by just doing that you might open up you know I can see a little better and once you can see better your brain automatically starts to take the brakes off mm. of how you can move right because now it's getting better information from your vision about where you are etc 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 and you know, you, you, you move a, a lot better. Yeah. I appreciate okay, thank that. You. Yeah. And one more, I'll give you one more with the eyes. Sure. Um, other one they can do is they look straight ahead, mm-hmm. find a point and they have their two fingers on each side of their head. And each time they move a finger, both of their eyes must shoot over to that finger. And they move the other one, they go back to the other side. So they're going back and forth. And we mm-hmm. call that saccades. Mm-hmm. And saccades is also what we do when we read. So you can see how AD, ADHD or whatever that, that, that thing, uh, that attention deficit disorder can affect a person 
by if they they can't circade well mm. because reading is going to be a challenge right. you know and that's a and that's another way uh, 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 could be another reason why you know someone you read a book and like for about after about 15 20 minutes in you get so tired mm. you know you get tired from reading because your your, your eyes are not circading well mm. yeah, yeah. Make, makes sense so they so how, how many times do they look kind of like Again, back and forth i tell them do it like five times each direction okay yeah okay. because because one of the cool things, and just hold it like just about inside your shoulders. Oh, okay. Inside your shoulders, not all the way out. Inside your shoulders, because one of the one of the things the saccades, the saccades stimulates so many parts of your brain. Mm. So you'll light it up. And one last thing, I just you guys make it. You just gotta remind me. Another thing, people, if they get um, dark colored, um, like. Blue lenses, blue colored lenses, um, and you put those on. Just wearing blue colored lenses stimulates so many parts of your brain. Mm-hmm. So they can wear a, a pair of blue lenses for a couple of hours a day. Just doing that so, alone would 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 help them. So literally, like blue, like when you look through it, it's blue. Yes. And and uh, so they wear that yeah. on like when they get home for a few hours and that'll stimulate areas of the brain that'll be beneficial. Yeah. For them. And they, uh, I mean, like when the sun is out, they can walk around like it's sun, sunglasses, you know, yeah. wearing a blue lens, you know. So people will look at them like, what the hell are they doing with blue lens? <laughs> well, it's my sunglasses, you know. <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, they just, you know, wear the colored lens, the blue lens. And I can tell you, I've seen things that you know you would say like miraculous someone could touch their toes they put on blue lens and they hit the floor wow mm. yeah <laughs> wow just putting that on yeah yeah okay that's great yeah well it was mm-hmm. it was great having you on the yes. show very thank very you. I, very I, insightful I, I thank you very much for bringing me on yeah i appreciate it and and, and for those who who want more information they want it they want to work with you they want to follow you mm-hmm. um they okay. want to you know uh get your services or buy your products. Um, can you share all of your, your, your information, social okay, media website? Well, okay. Well, my website is called fit. F I T P the number two O.com like H two O. That's my website. My Instagram is also this, um, is also the same fit P two O. Um, uh, I'm pretty much on there just writing about different uh, re- regarding what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, my number is 917-415-68-6800. And that's another way they can reach me. Or my email is my name, Basil, B-A-S-I-L, um, butcher, B-U-T-C-H-E-R, at gmail.com. And those are the ways they can reach out to me. And, and you're, you're based in New York, right? Yeah, I work in Manhattan. Um, um, the, the the place I work out of is on Twenty Fourth Street and Sixth Avenue. Okay. So the, all the trains, uh, lots of trains are right there in the area. Public transportation. Gotcha. It's not a. It's not an issue. Like me, for example, I live in New Jersey. I take the path. I get off at Twenty Third and work. Walk, have to walk one block. Okay. And, um, I'm right there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hi, brother. Yeah. Well, again, we appreciate you. Uh, and you. Uh, yeah. You, We'll be in touch. Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Right, Take brother. care. Take it easy. All right. Take care. 
So that is the conclusion of our interview with Basile Butcher. Hopefully you enjoyed the interview, but most importantly, you received value from it. And for access to the show notes pages, please go to lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 144. And there I'm going to list Basile's contact information. Um, I'm going to list the book that he recommended. And there's other information there as well. And you can learn more about our wellness center, Life Strength and Health, and how we help people to reach their health goals using a natural perspective. Yes. And also, uh, we just want to make our official announcement uh, for the year we started doing our morning motivation uh, podcast. It's like a mini podcast episodes mm-hmm. that we do. Uh, so now every morning, Monday through Friday, uh, just for the show's range between two and four minutes, uh, we just do a, a little morning motivation, some words of encouragement, some things to just work on you mentally, right? Because a big part of this is the mental journey. So we, you know, help you to start your morning out right. So if you haven't checked that out yet, we highly recommend, you know, maybe on your way to work when you're getting ready in the morning throw that on listen to it and this is part of the progress of reprogramming your mind for success exactly and uh, all those are listed on our website as well so you know check them out leave us comments we've been getting tremendous feedback so thank you for letting us know that the morning motivation series is, is impactful and people are enjoying them. So that truly makes us feel good and it and inspires us to keep going and, and serving you by releasing new episodes. So once again, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until next time, live healthier. Stay healthy, everyone. Peace and blessings.